Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are glad you're with us. We're going to kick things off today, and we're doing it a little different. You hear, you've heard of the Outdoorsman's Attic, and Billy Paddock and his family has been on for several years, and we always talk to them, but we're going to start out on the lower floor in the basement with Scott Rathburn now, the gunsmith there at the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hamden. Scott, thanks for being with us today. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. Well, man, I'm doing good. Hey, and I thought we'd change it up. We always get them on, and we talk about Scott in the basement. So, hey, let's talk about you today. (laughs) Okay, excellent. Uh, All right. Um, Now, if people have been around guns very much here in the Denver area, they know you already. But just for uh, those that maybe have just moved here recently or don't know you, give us a little of your background. Well, graduated the Colorado School of Trades in 84. Um, worked with shooting shop south in Littleton most all of those years, two different owners. Right. Um, and then when the last one decided to retire, kicked me out on the street, I ended <laughs> up here at the, in the basement of the attic. <laughs> the basement of the attic. That's hard to do. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a great place. Great people. Yeah. Um, just a superstore. It really is. And, you know, you want to talk about a place that really has a neighborhood close feel. It's the outdoorsman's attic because I, I tell you, I don't care when I come in there. There's either somebody upstairs or several folks talking with Billy. and uh, Or I come in, there's a couple of guys sitting on benches around your workshop. Uh, so it, it's a great right. neighborhood feel, isn't it? It is. And there's... There's always something here you didn't know you needed. Yeah, exactly, for sure. Yeah. All right, now, so gunsmithing, let's just kind of talk about that a little bit. I mean, how's that changed over the years from what, you know, 10 years ago to today? I mean, what are you doing more of now that you weren't then? Well, there's certainly more of the uh, ARs and, mm-hmm. um, and such. Um, I'm general repair um, maintenance um, and parts fabrication. Um, and I was, yeah, has it been hard getting parts? It has. Um, you know, the COVID, a lot of the parts houses shut down and uh, had skeleton crews right. shipping parts. Oh, it was it was tough. Mm-hmm. No, I, and man, I just brought you in a shotgun. A friend of mine, uh, it was his dad's, and men lot to him. And um, it, that little pin thing down there was broken. <laughs> See, I'm one of those guys. Yeah. The little thing, my jig was broken. Uh, yeah. Had no idea. And man, in just a couple of days, you got that all fixed up. So, if people have yeah. some older firearms, that's kind of something you specialize in, isn't it? That's my special. Um, I enjoy enjoy the older girls and uh, like to see the the older ones up and running. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Again, Scott Rathburn is our guest. He is the gunsmith at the Outdoorsman's Attic, and that's 2650 West Hamden. And, uh, of course, they've got a showroom upstairs there, but you can either pull around back to the building and come in through the back door, and uh, Scott will be right there ready to help you for all of your uh, firearm needs. So, Scott, what are you seeing with the, the ARs and different things like that that you that a lot of the common problems people are having that you can help them with? Well, I see a lot of it's uh, maintenance issues, uh, cleanliness, um, and you do have some wear on some parts that really make it uh, difficult for the guns to function correctly. Mm-hmm. So how often should we bring, I mean, I guess it depends on how many rounds you shoot through them too, but I mean, you know, we always do maintenance yeah, on yeah. our cars. How should we treat our guns? Um, pretty much in the same way, um, you know, as a lawnmower, um, there's certain, certain things you want to do, putting it away for the season and then starting it up again in the spring. Um, firearms are pretty much the same way, depending on what, uh, conditions you're shooting in, whether it's a hunting gun that's going to South Dakota uh, for bird hunting, you're hunting in high winds, walking through cornfields and getting debris and, and such in it. You may need to bring it in after the season or in between hunts. Right. Um, so for know, uh, Go ahead. Uh, a good thing is once a year after the season um, in February, March, April, bring it in, have a complete strip and clean Mm -hmm. oil, grease. Uh, That's a great way to be ready for the fall when dove season starts. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as um, time it takes, someone, you know, wants to drop something off and have you go through it and clean it all, is that usually a, a week or two, something like that? It's usually uh, at least a week, you know, and it's, okay. you know, depending on when you hit it, it could be two to two weeks to two months, depending on. Yeah, because, man, you're uh, busy, I know. <laughs> it happens, and, you know, having just moved over here, you know, going on the second year, my clientele hasn't yet found me mm-hmm. not all of them right um you know they're there at the old shop it was pushing two months on the on uh backlogs there sure i haven't reached that yet but okay hopefully <laughs> well, we're gonna get the word out hey let everybody know that scott rathburn is at the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hamden. And like I say, you can swing around back and uh, park right there in the back and walk in, and Scott will be right there or uh, step up front there and look through the Outdoorsman's Attic. Again, this is a consignment store for the outdoors, for hunting, camping, fishing. Uh, it is a great store, one that you definitely want to go in a few days every week just to see what's new. But if you need some help getting your firearm tuned up or got questions, I hope you'll uh, let Scott know. And, Scott, what's your phone number there, sir? 303-947-1382. 
1382. 303-947-1382. All right. Well, good, Scott. Hey, I just want to get you on a few minutes, let people know for sure where you are. And I know you had a great following over there at Shooting Shop South. And uh, just want to let people know where they can go and have a great gunsmith. So, man, we appreciate it. You bet. Well, thank you much. Okay. That is Scott Rathburn, again, the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hamden. Let them know you heard them here on Sportsman of Colorado. we got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court. But since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. KLZ's personal injury attorney continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Almost 20 years ago, we chose Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center for our pet's care, and it was one of the best decisions we've made. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and I know this is one of the busiest times of the year for all of us, but don't forget your pets. They still need their checkups, and preventative care is the best thing you can do for your pet's overall health. Whether your pet is new to the family or has been a family member for many years, regular checkups are key to caring for your pet's health. Depending on their age, your preventative care visit may involve other concerns including vaccinations, diet and weight management, microchipping, medications, spaying and neutering, house training, and behavior. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, their goal is to take the time to get to know your pet and address any questions or concerns you may have about their care. And don't forget, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has all your pet's needs covered dentistry, dermatology, eye care, orthopedic care, pain management, along with full grooming and boarding and pet training services, all at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Call them today, 303-708-8050, and check out the great blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. This is Hal Van Herkey with Castlegate Knife and Tool. We are the largest specialty knife store in the Rockies, and we have been a family-owned and operated business since 2015. We're located just outside of Castle Rock, Colorado, and we are an easy drive from Denver and other surrounding areas. We proudly carry brands such as Microtech, White River, Medford, Heretic, Benchmade, Spartan, Kbor, and so much more. We also have a full room dedicated to all things camp and kitchen. Whatever your knife, blade, or tools might be, we have you covered. Check us out online at castlegate.com. Sign up for our newsletter and be sure to follow us on your favorite social platforms such as Facebook or Instagram. We are proud to be America's knife source. Be sure to stop by our store and check us out and bring your knife with you. We can sharpen just about any dull blade you might have. Until then, stay sharp and we look forward to seeing you at Castlegate Knife and Tool. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to go to the phones now and talk to our good friend Tom Deasy. Mile high note game calls. You've heard Tom on the show for 
several years now, and we're going to be talking about a couple of things. One, we're going to recap his hunting season this year, and then we're going to talk about some elk calling. But, Tom, thanks for being with us. How are you, sir? You bet. I'm doing great. Uh, just just uh, ending up the year here, um, getting ready for Christmas. But we had a we had a <laughs> banner year for sure. Yeah, I know, man. All right. Well, let's start with the moose, and then uh, then we'll get into something else. But uh, tell us about the moose hunt. Oh, it was it was so exciting. Um, so Thomas drew the moose tag this year, the bull moose tag, and uh, I, I believe it was unit seven he had that tag, and uh, just you know just like winning the lottery. Um, so he actually drew the tag last year. So there's a little drama involved in this, of course. And um, we scouted all summer, and man, we were doing our due diligence. Had a really nice couple of bulls. Uh, spotted and 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 really did our homework and then of course the big fire broke out in Colorado and and uh, shut down the unit so he ended up having to turn his tag back in which was devastating but oh. at least they told him they'd give it back to him this year you know so sure enough he got the tag back this year so we picked up kind of right where we left off you know just trying to find the the big bulls again and we struggled for quite some time and then we finally found the big one that he really really was interested in and of course he looked a little bigger this year than he did last year so that was a good thing <laughs> sure <laughs> now how many years had he been putting in i think he had uh 17 points total with the weighted and the Man. um the three so he had been putting in for a while you know but i put him in for his since he was 12 yeah you know yep. and then he took over after he got out of college and stuff and paid for his own tags because back then you had to pay the whole price of the tag you know exactly so. i know yeah <laughs> good night um yeah so we got up there and uh and on friday before the season started and uh, we actually found the bull Friday evening, and we thought, oh, this is it. We're going to get him, you know. And um, and then another hunter showed up, and he was kind of looking for the same bull. And so we were kind of sharing the mountain with them. And the next morning we got up, and we got into where he was, and he was gone. So he ghosted us for about four days. Oh. And on the fourth day, we found him about five miles away over another ridge and down into another drainage. It was a miracle. Uh, our friend Chris Smith, he's a fireman out in, uh, I believe, in the Loveland Station. But he was with us. And, you know, when you have a tag like this, you want to get as many buddies that are willing to, no doubt. to help you out. And and he ended up finding it over there. And he got a hold of us. And, man, we screamed over there. And, uh Thomas had pretty good intentions to shoot it with his bow, but it was a bow or muzzle loader, so he ended up uh, dropping the bow in the woods and running through as we got up on the moose, the moose saw us that it was running and he came out of the bottom and of the meadow where the where the bull moose was and went down on one knee and got a good shot on him and hmm. it all happened so fast. Um I know. All the years know, of anticipation yeah. and waiting and finally getting it and then it all it's over in seconds. <laughs> yep, yep. And it actually wasn't because he ended up hitting it just a tad back a little bit. Oh so okay. we ended up having to track it. So then oh. we were tracking it and him and I tracked it and we ended up coming up on it and it only went maybe two hundred and fifty yards and we found him in his bed and 
he ended up getting another shot on him. So, and that was it, you know, hmm. but it was, it was a very emotional, I mean, these tags, you know, you, like you said, you wait all these years for it. And, you know, I wasn't even hunting, but here's my son fulfilling, you know, both of our lifelong dreams, shooting a moose, neither one of us had ever done it before. And I'm trying to like interview him, you know, after the shot and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> breaking up and everything i can't even carry on a conversation because i'm right. losing it you know it's just it's it's crazy how much pressure we put on ourselves too with these tags no it know? is it is yeah. as it gets closer and closer you just get more nervous and you're like this is my one chance you know this is it yeah yep <laughs> pressure's on this tag again so <laughs> man but it, it was it was a dream come true for both of us just to be together on the hunt and um yeah that's and, that's and pri- that's priceless way. as they say right there to be together with your yeah. dad and i guarantee you it meant as much to him as it did you too so yeah that's sure. awesome so what was he with his muzzle loader do you know the you know powder and the grains and the bullet and yeah, all he so, was using uh, what was he that, using i shoot the thompson center he had borrowed my muzzle loader because okay. he didn't even have a muzzle loader so but i shoot a thompson center and a hundred grains um, and I usually use the, well, I'm not going to remember the points, but the, um, 295 grain bullet, um, and the, the ones that have the little plastic, uh, yeah, rod yeah. at the end of them. Right. Uh, I can't remember the, is it power the belt? brand offhand. Power belt. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Power belt bullets. Yep. And then this, uh, uh, what is the powder that we use? Uh, seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Right. Seven, I think it's called, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, 100 grains, 100 grains of, of powder, yeah. So, And uh, it put him down on the second shot. You know, he made a little better shot, and he went right down. So um, it was it was awesome. It was just an experience that it's hard to find the words, honestly. No, sure. You know, when you, when you just experience something like that. And we got to do it twice this year. <laughs> oh, <so>. yeah, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of guys hating you right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. So, as far as the the pack out, was he in a bad, tough area, or was it? Were you thankful where you got him? It wasn't as tough as it could have been. Yeah, it, it was. It was. We were pretty thankful. It ended up being about 450 yards from a road. Oh wow! So we just packed everything right to that road, and then we were able to get our four wheelers and and one vehicle back in there, and you know, and do it. So. It uh, it's it it was still don't get me wrong it was still a lot of work but it it sure, yeah. have been a lot worse no doubt <laughs> sure and then it was your turn yeah so in the spring you know everybody waits for that that special tag to come out and I was sitting at my desk and didn't even remember that it was Bighorn Sheep Day you know and sure enough I get the email from the Division of Wildlife and I'm like what's this and I open it up and just in disbelief i see that i drew the bighorn sheep tag you know and i just i got all emotional as soon as i saw that <laughs> to tell you the truth i was like holy crap 27 years i've been waiting for this tag man. man i was like on cloud nine for about a week and then i went turkey hunting and took a fall and and uh i ended up completely tearing my rotator cuff and I ended up having surgery in June, and my doctor told me, well, you can expect 10% a month. So 
uh, improvement. And of course, I drew an archery tag, so I was like, oh, "You got to be kidding me!" So I went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Sure. And uh, ended up getting the ADA permit that Colorado issues because I knew I was only going to be at about sixty percent. Yep. And I wasn't going to take the chance on wounding an animal like that. You know, I you know. With bow hunting, you got to put in the practice, and you know I'm a lifetime bow hunter, and I never thought I would pick up a crossbow. But I'll tell you, they don't make it easy in the state, even if you do pick up the crossbow, because they make you rip the scope off of it, and yep, I know. you can you have to put on a real primitive type aiming system. So you still got to be within that 50 50 yard range. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to shoot out to 100 yards. So it took me a while to get used to the crossbow and. Of course, I had to buy one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) What'd you get? What kind did you get? I told my wife, because as soon as I drew the tag, I ran over to Archery in the Wild, and I purchased a brand-new RX-5 Hoyt, and I was like, I'm buying a new bow for this hunt. You know, we always... We don't really need an excuse to buy a new bow, but this was a pretty damn good, excuse, a pretty darn good excuse. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went ahead and purchased the the big purchase. You know, twenty what twenty four hundred bucks after you put everything into it, and and then I turned around to do this. I got to tell my wife I got to buy a crossbow now. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, I got that new so, RX five Ultra Hoyt myself, kind of the carbon, and man. That thing shoots. It's sweet, isn't it? Yeah. I, I wouldn't know. I only shot it for a week before I fell and hurt myself. So oh, I'm anxious to get back behind that bow. Yeah, absolutely. So what kind of crossbow? Um, what was the name of that darn crossbow? It, it was one of the newer ones. I got it at Shields, and uh, I'm not really a very good crossbow expert, but it, I just mm. can't think of the name off the top of my head right now. Yeah, but, no worries. Yeah, um, no worries. And so, um, did you go in? Were you able to scout a lot, or how'd you go about this one? Yeah, so we, uh, you know, Thomas was really on board with me because I helped him scout for what two years. I guess it ended up being so. He's, you know, we scouted every weekend we could. Sometimes trying to get up in the canyon, even in the evenings. The nice thing was my tag was fairly close to home, so I could scout fairly easily but we spent about a month and a half scouting up in the canyon and um you know i had two target rams my eye on two target rams and uh we called we called one of them big t we always got to name them you know and Mm -hmm. the other one was crooked horn and we kind of felt like both of these and uh the crossbow just came to my mind it's the the raven 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 okay cool yeah yeah and it was the R10 Raven. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, those were kind of the two target rams. But, you know, I really I just wanted a representative of the species. You sure, know, I just sure. really wanted a nice ram, you know, and everything. But so the season opened on Wednesday, December 1st. So we got in. We I took early work off early that uh, Tuesday and went up there and, uh, found the sheep, the herd that I've been scouting all for the last month and a half. And, uh, both rams were in there still. And I put them to bed. It got dark, you know, and so then we backed out and went back down. And then I got up in there first thing the next morning, right at first light. And, uh, Thomas and I started working our way up into that canyon. And 
I don't know. We're just living life right or something. But we got up into that canyon and um, managed to sneak within about 50 yards of the of the sheep, and they were up on the side of this hill, 50 yards if they uh, move right to left, which they were moving right to left. Sure. And I and I kind of got set up, and Big T came down out of the ravine, came right up in front of me, and he was standing there, and I. And I had him in my sights, and I was just ready to squeeze the trigger, and two U's walked right in front of him. Oh. And I didn't, I didn't have the shot. And of course, by then they saw me, so then they took off, and they went up and over the ridge, and I didn't get a shot at Big T. And then Crooked Horn, who I called Crooked Horn, him and a, and you know, a few other Rams, and about maybe six or eight U's were still back with him. Well, he decided to sprint out away from all of them, and dipped down into that same ravine and he stopped and looked oh, that had to be such a cool experience yeah so um once he went up and over the hill you know i was saying i was asking thomas he was glassing right next to me going and i'm like where's crooked horn and he goes he's coming he's, he's stepping out next and sure enough crooked horn separated from the rest of the herd and came down into the ravine that we were in and stopped that 50 yards and he looked at me and gave me enough time to get the shot on him and it was at such an angle, it was so steep that my my arrow kind of went in one lung and then went straight up into the spine, so he dropped real fast. Oh, wow. And then he just started rolling at us, and he was rolling right at us, and he ended up, we ended up just kind of moving to the side a little bit, and he rolled and expired 10 feet from us. Oh, <laughs> he ended up going past us, and, he, and it was like 10 feet. Wow. I mean, I, I was, we were both speechless. Yeah. Thomas looked at me and goes, what just happened? And then I said, I got crooked horn, man. And then, of course, my voice got all crackly, and I was getting all emotional and everything. Mm. Oh, man, I don't blame you. I would, too. And, I mean, man, I'm telling you, you're saying you wanted a nice representative of the species. Uh, you got a nice representation of the species. My stars. I did. Man. Yeah, yeah. we green scored him uh, just you know, we're not experts at it or anything, but he ended up scoring in that 180 bracket, 183, 184 bracket. So, you know, he's got – he might net out around 180, but he's definitely a Boone and Crockett Ram, so we were pretty excited. Yeah, absolutely. Now, on your uh, your crossbow, the Raven that you used, um, did, you, did you like that? Yeah, it, it was a really fun uh, bow to shoot. Um, very accurate, hmm. you know, uh, I could see myself shooting some other stuff with that down the road. Like, you know, I, I love my bow hunting and I'll never give that up, but you know, a late season rifle tag for deer or something, or, you know, something like that. It might be kind of fun to play around with that a little bit more. So I'll, I'll hang on to it, but you know, I um, wish bow hunting is my first you know, love, but to me, like you were talking about, man, if, they, if there's something that will give you a clean kill and, uh, you know, a good shot on the animal and all, and you're shooting a crossbow, man, a scope would be so nice. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would be. I mean, it does get you out there. Like the scope I had that came with the bow, it had dots for like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, all the way to 100, right. you know, yards. So the scope I actually used that I was permitted to use had one dot. So <laughs> I dialed it in. At, luckily, I dialed it in at 50 yards, and that was what, what my shot was. But, you know, at 20, I would have had to almost hold underneath the brisket of the 
animal. Sure. Because it was it was shooting so high at 20 yards or 30 yards. So it would have been a lot like a white, a 110 sight on a on a compound bow, you know. Gotcha. So it, it was still challenging, but it was a lot of fun. I, I you know, I waited 27 years for the tag, and the hunt lasted two hours. I, I know. You know, oh. I, it's, it's hard to stomach that in a way, but God blessed me with such a great animal. Sure. And it, it was a memory that I'll share with my son for the rest of our lives. I mean, it, it was just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Tom Deasing is our guest. Again, it's Mile High Note Game Calls. And, Tom, we're going to take a real quick break here. When we come back, let's talk about some elk calling. Sure. All right. Hang tight. We'll be back with more with Tom Deasing, Mile High Note Game Calls, right after this. Now's the time to save at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Here are just a few of the discounts you will find. All fishing gear and sleeping bags, 30% off. All Sitka gear and packs, 25% off. Gun accessories, decoys, archery, selected optics, all 20% off. And if you've got some camping, hunting, fishing gear you want to turn into cash, take it to the Outdoorsman's Attic. Shop now, save now at the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hampton in Sheridan. Family owned and operated. Great gear, great service, all at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Hey, Dan, you know our jobs are pretty different. I'm a baseball announcer, you're an attorney, and a talk show host. Yeah, but we do have something in common. Really? What's that? Our favorite car dealer, Len Lyle Chevrolet. Yeah, definitely not your typical dealership. That's so true, Jack. No high-pressure sales tactics. They respect your time. And when you have two jobs, that's important. You know, I'd recommend Len Lyle Chevrolet to anyone. And with their low overhead, that means lower lower prices. prices. Yeah, we really do have something in common. Len Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay the least Chevy find new roads for over eight years you've been hearing me talk about Phoenix weaponry in Berthard hey this is Scott Watley your host of Sportsman of Colorado here once again to tell you why Phoenix weaponry should be your choice to build your new custom firearm Phoenix weaponry is a custom firearms manufacturer with a combined experience of over 45 years the Phoenix family can master even the most unique idea Phoenix weaponry manufactures of precision custom parts for ARs and bills custom precision rifles as well as a full line of pistol shotgun and rifle suppressors whether you're an experienced connoisseur or a new enthusiast Let Phoenix Weaponry build you a dream rifle or a range blaster. Phoenix Weaponry is your one-stop shop for all of your firearm needs. Owner Aaron Casey says our attention to detail and one-on-one customer service sets us apart from our competition. Do it yourself or complete bills at Phoenix Weaponry. They're there to help you build your dream gun. Call them today, 720-340-2496. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. 720-340-2496 or check them out at phoenixweaponry.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. Again, if you're just joining us, Tom Deasing is with us. Mile high no game calls. We've been recapping Tom's success this year. His son got a moose, and Tom got a nice ram. And, man, I'm telling you, just a beautiful, beautiful animal. And uh, check out Mile High Note Game Calls on social media, and you can follow them there. And I know there's some great picks there as well, so you can actually see why Tom was so excited and why we're excited for him. A little jealous, but still excited for him uh, for having a great season there. 
All right, let's talk about mile high note game calls a little bit. And it's been a while since you've been on a little bit, so kind of just uh, take us back to how all that got started. Yeah, so it started out in, boy, I guess it was probably 2012 when I first got some the inkling to start making my own calls. We had been calling in the national elk calling contest for years, and, you know, we've had some pretty good success with me and my son and my daughter, you know, winning a lot of contests and stuff. So I said, you know, we need to figure out a way to, to make a little money off this. So I started making some calls and just trying to get real consistent consistency in the calls that we were using and i bought everything and started making calls and uh kind of made about geez probably a thousand calls before i got some of the recipes down and um and when i say recipe that's the thickness of latex on the call and the stretch of the call um the layers of latex as well so uh you know we we sell a single double and triple read and um and we do we do a single and a double and a smaller frame call as well for people with with uh, narrow pallets. But I kind of dialed those in and started giving some calls away and stuff, and people really liked them. And one thing led to another, and now we've got a business on our hands. So <laughs> wow, uh, we're in field store and jack stores and uh, in some of the uh, archery shops around Colorado and stuff. So. Um, it's, it's been booming pretty good shields, especially we've been moving a ton of calls in their stores and they're a great partner with us and, and they do a lot of giveaways with them and we do, a um, seminars and appearances at their store and stuff. So in Colorado Springs and in Loveland. So they've been, they've been really great to work with. And, um, this year we're excited. We're coming out with a new line called the Patriot line and, uh, we're going to, we're going to take a step up on our call price a little bit but but uh we are doing a give or not a giveaway a a donation for a five percent donation to our patriot call lines to um a heroes foundation up here in uh northern colorado okay um trying to think of the name the whole name of that foundation but anyway it's a foundation that takes veterans out hunting so um we're really excited to be a part of that and those calls will be available come january and sweet looking calls we got american flags on the tape and all kinds of stuff so it's going to be pretty exciting stuff huh cool all right good deal now um I want to. Tom and I were talking a little bit before we came on air today, and this is something, um, ladies or men. Hey, if your wife's a, a hunter, a huntress, and uh, wants to get into elk calling a little bit, Tom is doing some gift certificates that you can buy for Christmas gifts and or whatever uh, for his classes, and so um, that is available. And you can reach Tom at three zero three nine six one. 1991 again it is mile high note game calls but you can work out gift certificates there with tom and uh man what a great gift to help somebody in their calling and uh, again I've, I've used tom's calls and they are excellent excellent calls and tom you know when you're trying to start out with the and we'll kind of walk through a couple of areas here for the the beginner i mean where do you start with people that have never done any elk calling at all sometimes that's easier isn't it because then they kind of listen a little bit more (laughs) absolutely and they haven't developed any bad habits which is great you know 
sometimes you get somebody in that's really tried and tried and tried to use the diaphragm reads, you know, and um, I find out, well, you're, they're using the tip of their tongue, you know, instead of the middle of their tongue. And once you develop a bad habit like that, it's hard to break it. So I almost like the people that haven't tried much mouth calling when I first get them. But, um, you know, the first and most important thing is really how the call fits in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why we came out with those slimline calls and, um, so when people come in, uh, to my little house and, and we were working on these, these, uh, calling classes, you know, I start out with a bigger call and if, and if I can see that not fitting right or the standard call, then we go to a slim line call and that tends to really solve a lot of issues right away. You know, you get that call fitting properly, and then, uh, you know, I start out making beginning sounds and that and like that. But we also always start out with the single read just because it's a little easier to blow. Right, right. And so going through your classes, kind of walk us through what someone can expect from uh, being with one of those. Sure. So we have an hour class, and, and then we have a two-hour class. And um, I've found that an hour is pretty much the maximum that, I want to really work with somebody in at one time. Mm-hmm. So um, in the hour class, we we start out just by making beginning sounds, and and this is for somebody that you know obviously doesn't know how to call. But we'll start out making beginning sounds, and I can typically get them making some good cow calls in a half an hour, and then I'll work on bull sounds for the next half an hour and, and we'll be making some basic bugles and things like that. Um, and you know, when they leave after about an hour of working on calling, they've got the basics, the fundamentals down of calling, and then it takes practice on their own. And then they'll usually come back and see me again, you know, a week or two down the road and we'll work on a little more advanced calling techniques and things like that, trying to polish up what they've done so far. And uh, in the two-hour class, the second hour, I have a a really uh, a nice uh, seminar for uh, elk hunting and in-the-field techniques, you know, because you need to know what to say to the elk, too, when you're in the field. You know, it's a lot of people, they learn how to call, and then they go and, you know, they bugle at the wrong time or they don't use the right cow calls or, you know, so... There's a lot to it, and I've got an hour seminar that I run people through, and I show videos of my mistakes and things that have worked for us. And, you know, so you get to kind of learn from all of my mistakes that I've made the last 35 years. (laughs) Yeah, we've all made them, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I still continue to. No doubt. (laughs) Again, Tom Deasing is our guest, Mile High Note Game Calls. Check them out on social media and all, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that. And, um you know, now the International Sportsman's Expo, hopefully most of you have heard us mention this, it was scheduled for January the 6th through the 9th, but that has been rescheduled now till March 24th through the 27th. But, Tom, you're running a, still kind of some specials here through the Christmas time, right? Yep, we just came off of one special, but I'll probably be doing another special here pretty quick, uh, maybe a 20% off or something uh, on our website. And, um, we'll be at that show you're talking about at the ISC show. I'm kind of honestly really happy that they moved it to March because of my sheep hunt and everything. Yeah. I haven't been able to spend a lot of time in the basement the last couple of months. No so doubt. I got yeah. a lot of work to do before that show happens. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be beyond these mask 
kind of mandates too because boy that's going to yeah, be pretty difficult so. you know uh you standing behind yeah. a booth trying to dememonstrate a elk call with a mask on and people trying to talk exactly. too so yeah hopefully all that'll be behind us as well but again tom's number is yeah. 303-961-1991 and it is milehighnotegamecalls.com so boy it, you can talk to 10 different elk hunters and everybody has a different philosophy. I guess I would call it on calling, you know, if they get out there and they're not hearing anything, some people say, don't call. Some people do call. What's just, I mean, if we can call it that, what's kind of your philosophy in different situations on calling? If you're here, if you get out there in the mornings and you hear nothing, what do you do? You know, I'm a firm believer in calling. I yeah. call all the time. Um, but you know, I, I typically get into an area that I know pretty well and, and I've, I've hunted there a lot or, you know, I've done my scouting and I'm, I'm getting into these areas in the dark and I get set up. And then I don't, I don't like to do locating bugles first thing in the morning. What I like to do is open up with a nice flurry of cow calls, um, like an assembly kind of herd noise where you've got a lot of cow calls talking back and forth with each other and and i'll open up with some what i like to call barrage of cow calls and and then i'll stop and listen and see if i get a bull bugling and and scott one of the reasons i do that is because if i open up with a bugle and i got a bull that's maybe 100 yards away with six or seven cows a lot of times he's just going to take those cows and, and move them away Right, because you know he's already got his cows. He, why would he want to answer a bugle? You mm-hmm, know, that's a hundred mm-hmm. yards away. So, a lot of times I always start out with the cow calling, and then I incorporate the bugling if I'm not getting any interest. Within you know twenty five thirty minutes, I'll start incorporating some bugle calls into that, locating calls and stuff that'll just carry a little bit farther. But I usually work an area a good hour before I leave it, especially if it's a it's an area where I've you know, really had a lot of good luck and experience, or I've really done a lot of scouting and I know the elk are in there. Sure. I don't give up on them right away for sure. Cause they're moving around too. And, and as I get older, you know, it's harder, it gets harder and harder to move around a lot. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I might even sit in those spots sometimes an hour and a half. And, you know, I've called elk in sitting in a spot an hour and a half, not getting one call back. And then all of a sudden, an hour and a half into it, I get a bugle, and here comes a bull, and I and I get the bull. Sure. So you know you got to remember they're moving pretty good too in the early mornings, and if you're in an area that houses elk, you got a good chance of of them swinging by and seeing what's going on. Yeah, no doubt. Well, man, Tom, again, uh, man, congratulations to you and Thomas. Um, uh, man, yeah. man, just great memory there and something that you guys will cherish forever. Absolutely. But, folks, hey, if you want to learn more about elk calling and, hey, maybe you're very proficient at it and you just want to pick up some tips, I'm telling you, it would be worth the class with Tom. So you can get in touch with him at 303 961 one nine nine one. Just mentioned you heard him here on Sportsman of Colorado. And then if you're interested in uh, uh, purchasing some calls or that gift certificate, again, milehighnotegamecalls.com is the website. So, Tom, we'll look forward to uh, catching up with you again soon. And, uh, man, again, congratulations and uh, very happy for you guys. Thanks, Scott. It's great being on your show as always. All right, sir. Thank you. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. 
Keep moving ahead with savings on Goodyear tires during D&D Tire's limited time savings event. Don't miss your chance to save $50 when you buy four qualifying tires for your vehicle. Plus, get up to an additional $200 back by online or mail-in rebate when you use your Goodyear credit card on your complete purchase. Hurry, these limited time savings from Goodyear won't last. Subject to credit approval, terms and conditions apply. See store associate for details. Offer valid from November 24th to December 1st. Stop by D&D Tire today. Three locations to serve you, two in Aurora, one in Parker. Check them out, ddtireservice.com. Hi, this is Chris Kane with 303roofer.com. If you're looking to put on a new roof because of hail, give us a call at 303-390-1382. We'll give you a cash price, which means you'll most likely get to keep some of your insurance money instead of giving it to us. It's your money, we know that, and we'll price the work accordingly. So give us a call today, 303-390-1382, or go to our website, 303roofer.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. We're going to wrap things up today with our good friend Dan Johnson, Len Lyle Chevrolet, drive east and pay the least is their slogan, and it is absolutely a true one. Dan, thanks for being with us. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. Now, you know, I did leave you recently uh, as a young lady smashed into the front of my truck, my bumper. But, uh, uh, you know, I do want to. body shop. Yeah, hey, I, I try to help all departments there at Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Yeah, yeah, I know. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, some of them, most of them, some of them I have caused myself. This was not one of them. But, uh, and I do want to mention that because, boy, the first thing, and like I say, a young lady uh, hit me and just creased my bumper pretty good. And, um, and so her insurance called and they said, now, we have an approved shop. And I said, well, I have one, too. And the guy goes, really? I go, yeah, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, hey, we had not any snow here lately. Hopefully we will get some soon. But uh, pretty soon the ice is going to be here. The snow is going to be here. There's going to be some fender vendors and all that. And, you know, just want to set people straight. Do not let someone else's insurance or your own insurance dictate where you take your vehicle. And that's absolutely <laughs> and you know i'm not going to say they would do this but i know it happens a lot that if you do go to that approved quote body shop that they're 
that bumper that you need might be an aftermarket bumper right rather than an original manufacturer bumper which is the only thing i will do you know i'll fight the insurance company tooth and nail to you know to get it back to all original all original manufacturer stuff because you don't want you know uh you know, Chinese bumper or something on there. You know? Sure, no, no doubt. Yeah, you know, we go back to we go back to the original manufacturer's equipment. So, you know, that does happen. You know, they mm-hmm. like to put used parts and you know, uh, not you know, not original stuff on there. So you can absolutely, you know, and you're right. You can take it anywhere you want, and and they tried to steer you like it was no big deal. Sure, just oh, go to our approved shop, but. You know, you being who you are, know that you know I'm going to take it to Lynn Live. <laughs> exactly, and uh, and two, uh, you know, it's 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 great to know that. I mean, these are especially with Chevrolets. I mean, I've had many friends that have brought other makes and models to you as well, from hail damage to accidents. Uh, so you do everything. But uh, I said, hey, they know the truck, and I want it back just like it was before she hit me. So you know, exactly what you're saying for sure. Yep, 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 and we work on body shop. I'll work on anything. You know, our guys are all ICAR, and they're approved to work on, you know, Dodges, Fords, you name it. Yeah. You know, we'll work on anything. Yeah, absolutely. Again, Linlaw Chevrolet, they are right off Colfax and 225. And, and Dan, as we've spoken many times uh, throughout the year here, uh, interesting times in the car business, but uh, you do have a few trucks there, I noticed, just, uh, today when I was by. Yeah. It certainly is interesting times, and uh, yes, I uh, I got a whole row of trucks here, and uh, funny thing, one of your listeners, I think, heard it a couple of weeks ago, and I said that, and he came right out here and bought one. I know, but, yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I got a whole row of, you know, half-ton Silverados. I got some three-quarter ton and one-tons inbound to me that should get here before the end of the year, and, you know, some... Some tax accountants, I'm definitely not an accountant, so don't take my tax advice, but uh, a lot of people, uh, I've had customers tell me that if they get, you know, the deal done before the end of the year, it's 100% write-off. I guess that depends on their businesses and sure. their particular situations, but uh might be something to look into because, uh, you know, get a truck for the end of the year and write 100% of it off, that's a pretty good deal. That'll work, absolutely. And, Dan, what if people have had some credit issues? You know, let's say, you know, they, man, you know, maybe they lost a job and then got another job, and uh, but it's been trying times for everybody these last couple of years. Um, you can help people out in most cases, can't you? Oh, absolutely. I've had several of those cases. I had one couple that they both got, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, they got the COVID bad you know hospitalization and all that you know and uh you know they they couldn't make their payments for you know three four months and you know we uh you know that dinged their credit and but i was able to get them in two new cars and you know not a problem i have several banks that you know understand that deal with it and the rate wasn't bad so right you know we have several banks that'll do that we have several banks that'll you know to uh, immigrants, you know, that uh, are I-10, that, you know, they have work permits that, you know, a lot of banks won't touch. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have banks that work with those people, too. Yeah, absolutely. And when you get by, um, 
usually there's some folks out there in the lot there. Just let them know you'd like to meet Dan and um, let him know you heard him here on Sportsman of Colorado, and we'd appreciate that as well. And also, we'll touch on the service end of things. Um, again, boy, so many times, and we've talked about this uh, for many years with you, but people have felt the dealership service costs more. But I'm telling you, um, I can tell you 100% fact, even your local good uh, maybe neighborhood shop, you may be surprised that you could save some money at a dealership on service. Absolutely. <laughs> and we do, you know, we do more than just change the oil. We we look it over. We make sure all their fluids are filled, their washer fluids for the winter. We make sure everything's good to go. If we see something wrong, we'll tell you, you know, if you want to fix it here, great. If you want to go somewhere else, we'll at least want to tell you that, you know, hey, we see this leaking or, Hey, this is loose, and uh, you know we'll show it to you, and and we do a multi-point inspection on every single car that comes in. So mm-hmm. um, that's a little above and beyond, I think, your mom pa shops or your uh, quick lube places. Yeah, absolutely. And folks, if you've got a car, maybe you're going through this COVID thing, you're not going to be going to the office as much, and you don't need the car, whatever. Uh, Dan, you are open for business. If someone's got a clean, pre-owned vehicle, absolutely. I I. I need cars. I need used cars. Um, you know, I'm very fair. The money's good, which, you know, the old Craigslist thing, I know so many people have been scammed by that. So yep. If you do want to sell your car, be very, very careful on those uh, websites because there's lots of smart scammers out there that, you know, you don't want to end up with no car, no money. No yeah. <laughs> and I'm so, telling you nowadays, Dan, I mean, you know, I say nowadays, but over the last few years, you got to be careful with cashier's checks and cash. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cash is pretty good. But, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess there's some counterfeit stuff going on out there, but uh, yeah. but I've had trouble with cashier's checks before. They, you know, they, you know, I thought they were great, and they weren't. Mm-hmm. They were forged and you know written on somebody else's account. Yep. Absolutely. Again, it's Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, 14500 East Colfax. It's right off of 225 in Aurora. And, uh, you know, if you're looking to buy a pre-owned vehicle, give Dan a call. If you're looking for something new, and check with your accountant. As Dan mentioned, this may be the time for you to buy a new vehicle. And uh, if you need some service, get by there. And hopefully you don't need the body shop. But if you do, I can tell you I've been had to use them several times, and they have done excellent, excellent work for me. And they would love to earn your trust in your business as well. So, Dan, as always, appreciate your time, sir, and we'll look forward to seeing you again soon. All right. Have a good weekend. All right. You as well, sir. That is Dan Johnson, general manager of Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. And again, drive east and pay the least is their tagline. And even through this pandemic now, one thing Dan has said, he is they're not price gouging and all that. So get by there, find a vehicle you like, and I promise you, Dan will take good care of you. want to thank all of our guests today, but mostly thank you for joining us for Sportsman of Colorado. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.